This is Point of View with Chris Berg. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, turning point in our nation's future. We talked about it a little bit last night with the elections going down in Georgia, what that was going to mean. You see now that obviously they won both those seats. The Democrats take over the Senate. I'm assuming that most of you have been watching the news throughout the day and watch these protesters, rioters storm the U.S. Capitol. Many of you have been reaching out to me saying, hey, Chris, these aren't Trump supporters. These are people that have dressed up. I don't know right now. I'm not going to speculate. And to be honest with you, it doesn't matter. Wrong is wrong. Everybody that broke a law there in D.C. needs to be locked up. What I want to talk about tonight is the fact that if you've watched this show regularly, you and I have been talking about for years now where our nation was headed, where it was going. I told you three, maybe four years ago on this show, I said, folks, there was a separation coming. I called it a cold civil war. It's clear that that's where we're at, maybe even beyond after today. Again, I don't want to speculate. I think what's important for us tonight and for the future is that we continue to focus on our faith. Please, I'm asking you, I'm at this point after watching today, begging you to have faith in yourself and your family. I get that right now we are in lockdowns, we are in challenging times, the government is trying to dictate to us what we're gonna do, but it is now more than ever, you gotta deep down, reach down into you, your heart, your family, and have each other's backs. Faith, hope, and love, right? We all know that scripture, the greatest of these is love. Right now, folks, is the time, because after today, we don't know what's gonna happen. I told you what's going to happen if they take over the Senate, and it's already happening. I'll tell you specifically what I mean here in a moment. But please, and our community really is a beacon of this, but make sure that we are out there taking care of our neighbors, that you're taking care of your family, that you're taking care of your community. I pray, I mean this, I pray that our community here can actually be a beacon for our nation to say, hey, look, it's okay to disagree, but still make sure you got people's backs. It's okay to disagree, but I can still love that person and make sure that they're okay, because that's where the nation is at right now. It is time for a healing. I was going to talk about Second Chronicles 714 tonight. We talk about it often on this show. If you haven't read it, do yourself a favor and read it, but read the rest of the chapter as well. I think the rest of the chapter we often don't talk about that can be very, very telling as to what happens. If we don't take a moment here as a nation, pause, really pray about our future, because if we don't get this right this time, where we're at, is this, is this going to be a representative republic from now on or something else? And after what happened last night in Georgia, I think it's pretty easy to speculate that we could very quickly turn into something else. I think we all can agree that what happened today in D.C. is not the answer. And again, I don't care who did it, that is not the answer. So we're going to play some clips here tonight about what happened today. I'm going to run through some of the timeline of what happened today and then talk about what's happening already with what I said to you last night. You, I said to you, hey, look, you think your First Amendment's been squelched right now? Just wait what's going to happen, folks. Just wait and see what's going to happen. So if you haven't been watching the news today, earlier this morning around 11 o'clock, President Trump spoke uh, in D.C., talked about you know what he believes to be a fraudulent election, went through some of those examples, said, hey, we're going to walk down to the U.S. Capitol. He was raking over Mike Pence, some of the leadership uh, as far as the GOP as well, saying that they were not going to stand up. They needed to be tougher. Then uh, they went down to have the Electoral College vote. And then two people, Andy Biggs and uh, Senator Ted Cruz, stood up to object to the Arizona delegates. 
which we've been talking about this now for quite some time. They went to their separate chambers, meaning the House and the Senate. They went to begin to deliberate uh, their ideas of what the objection meant. And then next thing you know, the Capitol was stormed. I'm sure you've seen the videos of people fighting the cops. And then to the top of the show, a woman was shot and is now deceased because of what's taken place. There's a 6 p.m. curfew in D.C. I think this is probably even a live shot of D.C. right now, as you see next to me. So this was happening throughout the day. And many of us were calling on President Trump, please, you spoke this morning, I tweeted out, please stand up and speak now to ask for peace, to call for peace, and to get us back to law and order. So I'm going to do this, as I mentioned a moment ago, in chronological order. First, Joe Biden stood up to speak, spoke for, I don't know, maybe 8 to 12 minutes. I don't know the exact time. I want to share with you uh, some of what President-elect Joe Biden said earlier today. The words of a president matter, no matter how good or bad that president is. At their best, the words of a president can inspire. At their worst, they can incite. And therefore, I call on President Trump to go on national television now to fulfill his oath and defend the Constitution and demand an end to this siege. So, President Trump, step up. May God bless America. May God protect our troops and all those folks at the Capitol who are trying to preserve order. Thank you, and I'm sorry to have kept you waiting. So that was Joe Biden earlier today. As you heard there, he's calling on President Trump to go out and speak on national television. He wrapped his statement up there saying, President Trump, step up, essentially saying, hey, please uh, speak to the nation uh, to squelch what is happening right now at our U.S. Capitol. So within probably about 10 to 15 minutes after that, uh, President Trump released a video on Twitter. I'm going to play it for you. And and we may have actually lost this already. So um, right now, my my director is telling me that the soundbite we wanted to play for you has gone dark. So I'm going to talk about this for a moment. And Zach, if you can confirm that yay or nay with me, if we actually have it or not, please let me know. But so about 10 to 15 minutes later, President Trump uh, did post a video on Twitter. Essentially, what he was saying is, look, folks, I'm just as upset as you are. And Zach, let me know if we've got it or not, just to confirm that, please. Okay. Thank you. Um, he was essentially saying, folks, look, I'm as upset as you are, and please, we need peace. He began to, to continue to talk about potentially fraudulent claims within the election. But he essentially was saying, please, go home. Let's go back to law and order. We need peace. That was the gist of the message, in my opinion. Yes, he mentioned some things about the elections and him being upset and people being upset. I understand all that. And here's what I want you to understand what's going on with Twitter. Again, the gist of the message, peace go home, let's get back to law and order. Twitter has since now taken that tweet down, suspended the president of the United States Twitter account for, I believe it's 14 days, something to that effect. The message was peace and law and order. I said to you last night, here's what's at stake in Georgia. We've known this now for quite some time, but if you think that there has been challenges and issues now, 
Just wait what's going to happen to your religious freedoms. I said this last night. If they win the Senate. Just wait and see what's going to happen to your Second Amendment rights if they win the Senate. Just wait and see what's going to happen to your First Amendment rights if they win the Senate. We talked about with Kelly Armstrong, these big organizations trying to basically elect our President of the United States. When you've got a company like Twitter taking down a tweet with the President talking about peace and going back home and law and order, that is a major, major problem. And I hope it wakes you up. I know for many of us, it's like, ah, this is the President of the United States. President Trump might say some crazy things. Hasn't happened to me. No. This is a serious, serious issue that I hope you are closely paying attention to that Twitter has the gall to do this and what that means for your own voice. Another tweet that they took down is this. President Trump also said after the video, and I'll share this with you because this has now since been taken down. I printed it out just moments ago. He says, and I'm quoting, these are the things and events that happen when a sacred landslide election victory is so unceremoniously and viciously stripped away from great patriots who have been badly and unfairly treated for so long. Go home with love and in peace. Remember this day forever. That tweet has since been removed from Twitter. A couple of things I want to share, then we're going to bring in a special guest, uh, Scott Hannon from What's On Your Mind Radio Show has been in Washington, D.C. for the past few days. We've got him live here in just a moment. But there's two more things I want to share that I think are important to know tonight as we, as I just mentioned ago, are coming to a turning point in our nation's history. The question I want you to ask yourself tonight is, do we want to keep a representative republic? And are you going to stand in faith for your freedoms? Not in violence, but in faith. Faith, hope, and love for your freedoms and for this nation, and really for the future of your children and the future of your family. A couple things that are interesting. So this is a statement from the Acting Defense Secretary Miller, uh, the statement that came out from the Defense Department. So this is a statement from our Defense Department. I'm going to read some names to you here in a moment. I want you to notice what name is not is not in this conversation, is not in this communication from our Defense Department as people have been storming the U.S. Capitol. Chairman Milley and I just spoke separately, talking about Secretary Milley, just spoke separately with Vice President, Speaker Pelosi, Leader McConnell, Senator Schumer, and Representative Hoyer about the situation at the U.S. Capitol. Hopefully you notice who's not in that communication. We have fully activated the D.C. National Guard to assist federal and local law enforcement as they work to peacefully address the situation. We are prepared to provide additional support as necessary and appropriate as requested by local authorities. Our people are sworn to defend the Constitution and our democratic form of government, and they will act accordingly. There are some tweets out there, one specifically from April Ryan. She's a CNN contributor, so take this for what it is, but suggested that you've got some congressional leaders in places that they're talking about the possible removal of President Trump via the 25th Amendment. Elon Omar tweeted out earlier today that she's now trying to draft up the articles of impeachment to remove President Trump as soon as possible. That's where things are at. In the meantime, they're also trying to get back on the House and Senate floor to actually have this Electoral College vote. All right, let's bring in our good friend Scott Hennon live from Washington, D.C. I believe he's with us via Skype. He's been there throughout the day. Scott, thanks so much for giving us a few minutes of your time. I'm assuming it's been just absolutely nuts. Share with our audience what, what about your day has been maybe the most shocking thing or most interesting thing that you think our audience should know? Well, I think it would, would be what everybody saw, and that was people breaking into the Capitol and storming the House floor and people in what looked like SWAT gear that, by the way, didn't have any Trump uh, attire on. But in fact, uh, Chris, uh, you know, had, uh, you know, black helmets and, you know, uh, most of the egregious stuff I've seen 
it wasn't the Trump people. There are some Trump flags and whatnot. I wouldn't doubt decoys. I don't know. Anybody in this building illegally should go to jail. Uh, if they if they planned this, if they perpetrated this, they ought to be in jail for life. And we'll know that before too long. OK, Chris, we'll, we'll, we'll know that. I don't know if it'll be a week from now, two weeks from now. We'll know who they are, who they're with, whether it's Antifa, whether. But I know this. I've been here for two days. Ninety nine percent of the people here aren't part of what happened tonight at the U.S. Capitol. Ninety nine percent had no part in that. OK, one percent did. And the one percent may be people who voted for Donald Trump and are just mad as hell right now. I can't blame them for being mad as hell. I can blame them for creating a mob scene here. But the beauty of America is on the House and Senate floor, there was a mob, legitimately a mob, okay, of people, I don't know how long, two hours ago, three hours ago, I forget how long I've been talking. By the way, I'm holed up in uh, one of the Senate office buildings of three. In the Hart Senate office building moments ago, I saw every U.S. senator, including our own, uh, walk in. Josh Hawley had four guards around him, but really every member had about two for every member, and they're back in the cloakroom. Mike Pence is in this building. Uh, so within hours of a mob with shots fired with five people going to, uh, you know, a hospital for injuries with countless more Capitol Police hurt, they're going to resume debate, Chris. I heard what you said about the president of the Defense Department. Kevin McCarthy's addressed this already. And by the way, friends of ours, uh, are, they, they want the family of President Trump to intervene because they believe he's not of sound mind. I don't think that's the case. I, I, I really don't. I don't know. What do I know? I'm some schmucko from North Dakota holed up in an office in the, in, in the Capitol until somebody tells me to leave. OK, uh, with authorization, I would say, with the person that, um, uh, you know, holds this office. And I hope you can't even know who that is because uh, I, I don't want anybody to know where I'm at. Uh, crazy people watch point of view. I'm kidding. Great people watch point of view. The, the, the problem is. The, the problem is we can't have a mob of our side or their side. What I heard Kevin McCarthy say, we're going to go back to the Senate floor and let's not have a mob anymore. Let's not have any mob, a mob anymore of us versus them. Let's stop saying what we say to each other on Twitter and Facebook. Let's be Americans. Let's debate right here. If that's what we're supposed to do. Let's not have a mob here. So, so let me, let me I, I think peace is going to take over pretty quick, Chris. I really do. Well, we've been saying that now for a few years, and it hasn't taken over yet. So let me ask you this. I, I wanted to finish, if I can, quickly on Kevin yeah. McCarthy, because I understand they tried to get the president, okay? They, they, they tried to find the president, and um, I don't know where he was at at that very moment, but Mike Pence was kind of the point guy. Obviously, he was here on the ground. And so Mike Pence immediately talking to DOD. He's saying, get the National Guard troops from D.C. here, uh, you know, the Defense Department called back and did the formal stuff, tried to find the president, couldn't get him on the line at that second. Pence was already in the line. So Pence said yes. Scott, so the, pa the, pen the palace intrigue is that Pence is now in charge. I don't know whether he is or not, but I think that's a little bit of D.C. swampish talk. And we'll see if it actually is, it, it, it is true. We'll find that out, too. We will. I guess my question to you is, do you really believe Kevin McCarthy they can't get a hold of the president of the United States? Well, if we're talking in the span of a minute, I don't know if he go to the bathroom. I mean, again, this isn't like uh, they were waiting for him to get back in hours. They had to make decisions in seconds, right? So Why? They, they, didn't, they didn't get the National Guard greenlit for hours when the thing had already been stormed. No, 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 no. I, they I Mike Pence requested them the minute all this happened, before he'd even left the Capitol. He requested that.
Wait, Mike, and, and DOD. Wait wait, 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 wait. Mike Pence requested who? Okay, well, sec, let me back up. The DOD called because the White House said, ask us for authorization for guard troops. Okay? At that point, the Secretary of Defense gets on the phone and says, I need so authorization. Pause, pause, pause. What you're telling okay. me is we've got people storming the U.S. Capitol. And it took the Department of Defense to call the White House to say, hey, please give us the green light to do this. That's how the Constitution works, Chris. I'm sorry, no, but that's how it the works. Commander in chief. The commander in chief has a phone and a pen. We learned that. And he goes, hey, guess what, National Guard? Guess what? We are going to go because we're not going to have people storming the U.S. Well, Capitol. Let me ask you this. Do you think Donald Trump ordered the National Guard here? No, I do. I do, actually, because the National Guard were needed because we found out what happened when they weren't here. People that shouldn't have been in this capital were here. They shouldn't but, but, have been but, here. So this, this gets to my point that I was going to ask you a moment ago, and I wanted you to finish on Kevin McCarthy, is the fact that, and look, I know that you love President Trump. I'm asking you to answer this as objectively as you possibly can. President Trump went up there today at 11 this morning, gave his speech, said, hey, let's go to the Capitol. Many people are suggesting that if President Trump wouldn't have done that, they're saying he riled people up, this wouldn't have happened. I wasn't there. I want to get your assessment of what's being reported in regards to President Trump has got, I don't know, some responsibility for this because of his speech earlier today. I would say he does. And when I say that, he, he certainly is to thank for the 99% of American patriots that came here, did nothing wrong other than exercising free speech, which isn't welcome in the United States Capitol. OK, <laughs> so the 99% were whipped up by Donald J. Trump. They're absolutely right. I believe one of one percent of them either made a bad decision or they weren't Donald Trump supporters from the beginning. Yeah. And if, if we you know, I had one member of the Senate tell me, find whoever was the first person to breach the Capitol Police, bring the body if they've been shot to the floor of the Senate. Let's see if there's an Antifa tattoo. Uh, so my point is, we've known for weeks there were plans to do this. And I'm asking you to back up and say, if you were going to do something, the worst possible thing to make Donald Trump look bad, you do what happened today here. Absolutely. Whether, whether, you, whether you love the man or you don't, this was awful. And every single person that did it needs to go to jail. No question about it. But let's let, let's let's make the very important caveat. I'm talking about the mob that overruled this place. My question to you is how they get in here. That, that, Scott, you read my mind, sir, and we unfortunately, because of TV time, have to wrap this up. If you want to do something on social media after this, please let Anna know, because I would love to do that, because I think there's a lot more conversation. But you just, I was like, it looked like almost... Like there was Can I say one more thing quick? Well, I got 30 seconds, sir. Zachary Taylor was the 12th president of the United States. In the middle of a pandemic, he called the country to prayer and fasting to end that pandemic. We're in the middle of a pandemic. It worked for Zachary Taylor. I'd love Donald Trump's next words to be America praying fast for this country to return to its roots, to, to be civil about what we differ on, but not to be a mob in the Capitol. And we might just end a pandemic and this long political nightmare that Donald Trump has endured for the last five years. Corruption from the FBI, the CIA, yes. you talk about it every night. It's real. Scott, thank you so much for saying that, because that's how I started the show. So that was confirmation. So for our audience, please pray. <laughs> Scott Hannon, we'll hopefully talk to you again soon in a moment from What's on Your Mind Radio and AIM 11 of the Flag. Please share your point of view with us. Stick around. We're going to be wrapping things up right after this.